Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Kufyud Tes, Daf 119 of Masechta Psachim. Uh, another cool Daf. We start, yeah, I mean, this Daf has some interesting Agatatas, also some uh, discussions of Halal a little bit, an interesting Sugya, and the concept of doing mitzvah, making brachas over the Asiyasim before we do mitzvahs. We actually had seen this sugya much earlier in the Mesechta, and we're seeing it again now. And the concept of Ein Maftir and Acher Pesach Afikomen, we begin with the discussion of that at the end of the daf, and it will continue on to tomorrow's. Let us start on Daf Kuf Yud Tes Amud Aleph and the first of the wide lines of Rav Kahana Mishma Bishma Reb Yosi. My Dichsiv Lam Natsach David. What does the pasuk mean when it says to the to the winner a song to David? Zamru Lemi Shenotzkin Oso Visameach. Praise or sing to um, he who is defeated and is happy. Come and see that there is a difference between the way that God acts and the way that men acts. Man acts. That a fellow, if you defeat him, he is sad. But the Abishter, if you defeat him, he is happy. As the Pesach says, That the Abishter wanted to destroy the Yidin after the Cheta Egel. And Moshe Rabbeinu stood in his way, as we learned in Mesech the Brachis, that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't allow him to. And we see that the Pasuk refers to Moshe Rabbeinu as Bechira, Bechiro, his, his chosen one, i.e. God you know, looked kindly and, and proudly on the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu stood up to him and was able to, to essentially overcome his will and change his will. So we see that God... When he's able to, when he is defeated, is is uh, happy, which is something that people are not. Amr of Kahanis is of Kahanim Shuma Bishma Berbiosi. Berabonon say that there was Amr of Shim Ben Lakish Mishuma Yuda Nisia. Okay, Yuda Nisia, I believe, was the grandson of Yuda Anasi. He was an Amora. My dear, what does the pasuk mean? Vidi Adam Itachas Kanfeim. That when describing the chayos in the Maisim Rekov, it says that the hands that there were that there were hands of man under their wings. Yadoksiv, it says his hand, meaning even though it's, um, yeah, I mean it's a Korean exiv. We read it viday, but it's written via yado. So this is the hand of God which is spread out under the wings of the Chayos in order to save um, people who have um, I don't know done tshuva uh, from the Midas Adin right you have like the Satan who's, who's trying to uh, sway the Abishter and saying these guys are nudniks they've done X, Y and Z and the Abishter, um, uh, says, no, they're good, they're good. And that's because of this hand that is under the wings of the Chayos. Okay. Amr of Yudah, Mashmuel, says of Yudah in the name of Shmuel, Kokesef, Vizov, Sheba Olam, Yosef, Likato, Vivyol, Mitzrayim. Interesting. Yosef took all of the gold and silver of the entire world and brought it to Egypt. Shinemar, the Pazuk says, Vailakit Yosef is Kalakesef, Animtsa. Right, that the Pasuk says that Yosef gathered all the silver 
that was found. And the Pasuk says, in Egypt as well as the land of Kena'an. But all I know from that Pasuk is that Yosef took all the gold and silver from Egypt and from Kena'an. How do I know that he took the gold and silver from every land, from the entire world? Therefore the Pasuk says, that the entire land came to Egypt. So it wasn't, wasn't just Egypt and Canaan, but Mamish everywhere. All the gold and silver, Yosef attracted to Egypt. And when the Yidin left Egypt, so they brought the gold and silver with them. All that gold and silver that Yosef attracted to Mitzrayim, they took with them. Shinemar's puzzle says, Mitzrayim, that they like cleared out Egypt. So Ravasi said that it means that they left Egypt as a uh, trap that doesn't have any grain in it. If you want to trap a bird, so then you, I guess, take a trap and you put some grain in it and the bird comes and you trap it. So, but if there's no grain, there's no trap. It's not going to work. So they basically cleared out all the gold and silver from Egypt and made it essentially like a trap with no Grain, i.e., useless. Like water that doesn't have any fish in it. Okay? And then they had the gold and silver until the time of Rechavim. And then Shishak, the king of Egypt, went and took it back from Rechavim. As we saw a few weeks ago, that the, um, there were three things that kind of went back to its source. So one of them was the um, gold and silver of Egypt. is the Pazuk says, that it was in the fifth year of the king of Rechavim. Shishak, the king of Egypt, uh, came to Jerusalem. And he took the treasury of the house of God and the treasury of the king. So we see that all the gold and silver that the, that Yosef attracted to Egypt and then the Yidin took out with them, Shishak, the king of Egypt, took it back. Bozerach melech Kush, Shishak, Zerach, the king of Kush, took it from Shishak, Ba'asa, Nutalu, Mizerach melech Kush, Vishigola, Dadrimon, Bentavrimon. And then Asa came and he took the gold and silver from the king of, from Zerach melech Kush and he sent it to Dadrimon, Bentavrimon. And then the people, the children of Amon took it from Hadrimon Ben Tavrimon, but Yoshafat Unitalum Bneamon. Then Yoshafat took it from the Bneamon. And then Yoshafat had it until Achaz came around. But Sancheriv Unitalum Achaz, and then Sancheriv took all the gold and silver from Achaz, but Chizkia Unitalum Sancheriv. But then Chizkia took all the gold and silver from Sancheriv. And then all the gold and silver was by Sancheriv until Tzidkiah, okay? And then the Kastim came and took the gold and silver from Tzidkiah, okay? Okay, then the Persians took all the gold and silver from the Kastim. And then the, uh, um, the, what do we call them? What do we call it? The Greeks. The Greeks took all the gold and silver from the Persians. And then the Romans took it from the Greeks. And that's where it is still. All the gold and silver is still in Rome. Wow.
Okay, that was try quite the trip. Well, that was quite the trip. What do you want me to tell you? Amr Bcham Rab Chanina Shalosh Matmonios Hitmin Yosef Im Tzayim says Bcham Rab Chanina that that Yosef at Tzadik he hid three treasures in Egypt. Achas Niskal the Korach. One of them was discovered by Korach, and that's how he became very very wealthy. Achas Niskal the Antoninus Ben Asuyarus. One of them was discovered by Antoninus Ben Asuyarus. Ve'echad Gnuzel Tzadik Nasu Lavo. Ooh and one of them is um, hidden away for the righteous people in the future. The Pasuk in Kohela says that wealth is preserved for its owners for his demise. Says This is a reference to the wealth of Korach, which got to his head, and um, he ended up uh, dying and getting swallowed up by the earth. And all of the, uh, right, it says that, that they were swallowed up and, right, Dos and Aviram were swallowed up and all of the Yikum that was at their feet. What does this mean? Amr Belazer says, Rebelazer, Zemimono Shaladim Shema Amido Araglim. The Yikum Asher Beraglim is referring to a person's money that is able to help him stand on his feet. He gets a little money, he could, he could do things with it and, and, uh, not be stuck. Amr Blavi says, Rebelavi, Masaui Shloshmeus Prados Levanos Hayu Maftechos Beis Gnozov Shel Korach that the just the right, right that the keys to open the treasury of Korach were so heavy I guess maybe there were so many of them I don't know that like I guess the, basically I think what it's trying to say is that Korach had a lot a lot of wealth and just the keys to his storage places you would need 300 mules in order to carry the keys. They were so heavy. And all of these keys were made out of leather. It wasn't even made out of metal, which is heavy. It was made out of like a light, a lighter material. And still it was so heavy, I guess, because he had so much storage houses, I guess. And the Rashbam points out in the Adibra Maskel, Masui Shloshmeos, about four lines from the bottom of the Rashbam, Lavdavka Mechen Kol Shloshmeos Meshabashas. Interesting. So Rashbam says, that's not to be taken literally. You didn't literally need 300 mules in order to carry the keys to his storage house. However, the point is that he had a lot of wealth. And Rashbam says that in any, any place where it says Shloshmeos and Shas, any place where the Gemara says 300, it doesn't literally mean 300. It's the Gemara's way of, 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 of exaggerating, of saying it was quite a lot. Very interesting. Amr Bishmuel Banachmani, Amr Bionison, so, uh, in the, in the paragraph of Minametzer Karasiko, which we're going to be saying very soon on, uh, Pesach, which is coming up. So in the, in the, um, in, in, in Halal, at the end of the paragraph of Minametzer Karasiko, we say, So David said that Pasuk. So that pasuk of Evan Maso Abon and Maisel Oshpino was said by Yishai, Meis Hashem, Meis Hazos, Inafas Beinenu, Amru Amru Echov, and that pasuk of Meis Hashem was said by David and Melch's brothers, Zayom Maso Hashem Amr Shmuel, and the pasuk of Zayom Maso Hashem, the 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 final pasuk of that sort of chapter. Although I think technically it's all the same. What well, I think technically the chapter goes weiter in Tehillim, but we kind of break it up in that way. Amr Shmuel, that was said by Shmuel. Interesting. On Hashem Oshiana Amru Echov. David Melech's brother said, Ana Hashem Hashiyana, Ana Hashem Hatzlichana, Amar David. And David Melech said the Pasuk of Amar Hashem Hatzlichana, Ana Hashem Hatzlichana. Baruch Abba B'Shem Hashem, Amar Yishai, Baruch Nuchem Yibes Hashem, Amar Shmuel. 
Interesting. Kel Hashem Vayarlanu Amru Kulon. Everyone said the Pasuk of Kel Hashem Vayarlanu. Isru Chag Bavosim Amru Shmuel. Keliat Vodeka Amru David. Elokai Mameka Amru Kulon. So basically all of these Psukim at the end of Hal over there, starting from Odcha Kianisani through Keliat Vodeka Lahayro Mameka. So they were all said by either David or his brothers or his father Yishai or... Um, or um, Shmuel, interesting. Tanan Hasam, we learn over there in Sukkah. We're gonna get to Sukkah soon enough. I don't know how. Uh, uh, when are we gonna get to Masech the Sukkah? What do we have to do? We, we have Masech the Shkalim. That's uh, that, that's a, that's like twenty-one daf. And then we have, I think I've said Yoma. Yoma. I don't remember how much it is. Maybe like eighty or something. And then what's after that? I think maybe Rosh Hashanah, which is like thirty, and then Sukkah maybe something like that. So we'll probably get there maybe like a few months. I don't know. Yeah, not too long. Not too long. Maybe like six months away. We're going to be learning Masechta Sukkah. It's a good Masechta. It's not Shinahagu. So in the place where they have the Minig, at the end of uh, this paragraph that we were just talking about, to double the Psukim, as I'm sure many people have the Minig, right? You say twice, the same thing with Evan Maso Abonim. So, live shot, yiv shot, if you only do it once, so you do it once. Say this, so if the minig is to say this psukim twice, so you do them twice. If the minig is to just say them once, you do them once. Levarech achorev yivarech, and if you have the minig to complete the hala with the bracha at the end as well, as I imagine most people do, so you do that as well. Everything based on what the minig is, where you live. Now says Abaye, this kasha of, you know, based on the minig where you live, do you say a bracha at the end of halal? Abaye clarifies that specifically at the end of halal. However, at the bracha that we make at the beginning of halal, that everyone does. That all mitzvahs and uh, halal is a mitzvah der abonon. So all mitzvahs, you make a bracha over lasiyosin. Before you do them, you make a bracha. In fact, the Gemara, my mashmadai, over lishnadak dumeyu. In fact, the Gemara, how do you know that over Lassiyosin means before you do them? Who says that over means before? So says that, well, we can know this from the Pasuk of after Avshalom died. Um, so it says that first they said this other person to tell David HaMelech and then Achimaatz went and says that he passed before this other person that they sent, i.e., Vaya avor means to go before. Abayo Mamiracha says Abay from here vu over the name that it says by Yaakov Avinu when he was um um approaching Asav. So it says that Vu over the name that he passed before them, so Avar Lifnehem passed before them. Okay. It's from the following puzzle, that their king, the Melech HaMashiach, in the future will come before the Yidin and God at their head. So we see, also this lashon uh, of Over being before. Tanya, when an Abraham said, Rebbe Kofu Badvarim, that Rebbe would double up these Psukim, Rebbe Lozab and Parta Mosif Badvarim, he would talk add things. My Mosif, what it means, what, what, what would he add? No, it means, Basically, that he would double up the psukim, like we've been discussing from old Chokiani Sani, um, and forward, and after, from then, really, I guess, until the end of Halal, until we get to Yahalucha, to the bracha at the end. So now we talk to see a very, very interesting anecdote. 
Darish of Avira, Rav Avira expounded Zimnun Amalei Mishmei, Dirav Ami Vizimnun Amalei Mishmei, Dirav Asi. So Rav Avira said the following statement. Sometimes I guess he would say in front in the name of Ami, sometimes he would say in the name of Asi. What does it mean? It says that that by Yitzchak Avinu, that um, he grew up, and then um, Avram Avinu he made a suda when Yitzchak stopped nursing. Okay. And in the future, God is going to make a, a feast for the righteous, for the tzaddikim, on the day that he will be gomel chasadim to the, to the uh, offspring of Yitzchak. Some at the, the day of the Geula, when the Geula happens, there's going to be a big feast for the tzaddikim. And then after they're done eating and drinking, they're going to give the 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 kos, the the cup of wine to Avram Avinu to lead the Birkas Hamazon. The Omer Loyen Eini Mevarech Shiatzim Meni Yishmael, and Avram Avinu says, "Look, I can't lead the benching. I had a child Yishmael, and uh, therefore for that reason." I can't lead the benching. So then they say, fine, Yitzchak, tolu varich. Why, why don't you lead the benching? He says, look, I can't lead the benching because um, my son was Esav. So they say, Yaakov, why don't you lead the benching? Uh, Yaakov Avinu says, look, I, I, I don't feel comfortable leading the benching because... In retrospect, I married two sisters while they, you know, in the, while they were both alive, meaning at the same time, I was married to two sisters. Now, even though at the time uh, that was okay because it was before Matan Torah, but look, Lemaise, in the future, this became something that shouldn't be done. I don't feel right because I did this. I just I don't feel comfortable leading the benching. Om Moshe, so they say to Moshe, Tolu Varich, why don't you lead the benching? Moshe Avinu says, look, I can't lead the benching because I did not merit to enter into Israel neither in my life nor in my death. So I don't feel comfortable leading the benching. So they say to Yoshua, why don't you lead the benching? Yoshua says, look, I can't lead the benching because I didn't have any children. As the Pasuk says in, uh, in Divya Yom, it's listing all the children, uh, for, you know, the lineage of, say, for, uh, of Shevet Ephraim, and it gets up to Yoshua and it stops, because it didn't continue from there. David, they say to David, Tolu Varich, why don't you lead the benching? Omerlein, Ani Avarich, Vili Nira Levarich, Shenemar, Kosishua Sasov, Hashem Hashem so then they say, David Amelech, why don't you lead the benching? And he says, sure, with pleasure. He says, I will lead it, and it is befitting for me to lead it. As the Pasuk says, that the Pasuk says in Hallel, that the cup of salvation I will lift up, and I will call out in the name of God. Very, very interesting story. What do you guys think about it? What do you make of that? Very interesting. All of the great leaders of Israel... They, they didn't feel comfortable leading the benching. David Melech says, you know what? You know, I feel comfortable. Of course, certainly I'll do it. Interesting. Zok the Mishnah in Maftir Nachar Pesach Afikomen. So 
the Gemara is going to discuss exactly what this means. We saw it a few weeks ago, Lemaise, uh, for the first time, Imaftir Nachar Pesach Afikomen, in terms of being able, you know, in terms of, what does it mean literally? Imaftir Nachar Pesach. So after we eat the Korban Pesach in Maftir and we don't, you know, get up. And then, Afikomen. So the question is, what does Afikomen mean? So it says the Gemara, my Afikomen, what's the Afikomen? Amurav Shlo Ya'akum Mechabura Lechabura. Rab says that you shouldn't go from one Chabura to another Chabura. Right, so meaning, once you're already done eating your korban pesach, don't say, okay, now let me go afik koman. I will, I will, I will afik. I will get up from here to go somewhere else and eat somewhere else. So says Rav, you're not allowed to after you finish your korban pesach, do not get up from where you are and go to your friend's house and eat the afikomen there. You know, once you're done eating the afikomen, you can't go. And once you're done eating the korban pesach, you don't go anywhere else and eat over there. Because you're not allowed to eat in two different places. Now, however, according to Rav, if you want to stay where you are and continue eating, have dessert or whatever it is, that would be perfectly fine. Now, Ushmuel Amr says, Shmuel, Kigon Ardilo Eli, Migozlaye Says, and we saw this in Mesech the Brachas and Daf Memzayin, a similar thing. But anyway, says Shmuel, for example, truffles and mushrooms for me and uh, young Birds, pigeons for Abba. Now, uh, Rashbam points out very interestingly that Abba was Rav's name. Now, we've seen Rav referred to as Abba a number of times, and Rafi, Rashi tends to point out that Abba was a way uh, that Shmuel referred to Rav in respect. As resp- out of respect, Shmuel would call Rav Abba. Rashbam, however, says that no, actually, Rav's name was Abba. And his actual name was Abba. They just called him Rav out of respect, just like um, they called Rabbi Uranasi in Eretz Yisrael, Rebbe. So in Bavel, they called, uh, you know, Abba, Rav. But uh, interesting. So the way that Rashi tends to explain it is that uh, Shmuel would call Rav Abba out of respect, whereas over here, Rashbam is saying that his name was actually Abba. But anyways... Shmuel is saying, no, what it means is that after you eat the Korban Pesach, you don't eat anything even where you are. Kilo, once you're done eating the Korban Pesach, that's it. You don't eat anything, right? Afikoman Kin is like, you know, after you eat, right, don't say like, let's go, Afik, let's take out the Mine Mesika, the, uh, the, the, the desserts. No, even if you're in the same place, you don't eat anything after the Korban Pesach. So that's really the big nafkamita between Rab and Shmuel. That according to Rab, what it means is that after you eat the Korban Pesach, you don't get up and go somewhere else. And eat somewhere else. No, because you can't eat the Korban Pesach in two places. You know, so we're concerned you might end up eating Korban Pesach in two places. Just forget it. Don't get up and go somewhere else and eat anywhere else. But if you want to stay where you are, you're allowed to eat where you are after you eat the Korban Pesach. It says Shmuel, you're not allowed to eat anything after the Korban Pesach because we want the flavor of the Korban Pesach to remain uh, on, on your tongue. And therefore, even if it's like desserts and stuff where you are, do not eat them. Right? He says, Kagon, Adiloyili, such as truffles and mushrooms for me, and young birds for um, Rav, even that you would be unable to eat in your, you know, in the same, you know, even in the same location where you are after you finish the Korban Pesach. Rav Chanina Barshila, Rav Yochanan Amre, Kagon, Tamarim Kleus, Vagozim. Okay, Rav Chanina Barshila and Rav Yochanan agree with Shmuel. They just had a different uh, preference for dessert instead of truffles or birds they would eat uh, dates roasted nuts and other nuts Tanakavase or roasted like grains and other nuts Tanakavase to Rabbi Yochanan 
There's a bright like Rabbi Yochanan and Imaftir Nachar Pesach. Kigon Tamarim Klarus Vegozim. We do not, um, yeah, basically eat after the Korban Pesach. Um, dates, roasted grains, and nuts. Chevra, we'll hold it here uh, for Daf Kuf Yudtes, Daf 119. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. Let us review a few things that we discussed. So at the beginning, there was just uh, some very interesting agaritas. We also discussed the double psukim at, that comes at the end of Hallel. Um, the concept of doing of making brachas before we do mitzvahs, and then at the very end we had the concept of in maftir nachar pesach afikoman, and we had two opinions of what that is. Rob says that after you eat the carbon pesach, don't go to a different location and eat over there because we're concerned that you might end up eating the carbon pesach in two places, which we certainly don't want. However, if you remain at home, you can eat whatever you want after the carbon pesach. Uh, according to Shmuel, you shouldn't eat anything after the carbon pesach, even in your own home. Um, well. That was the Afkafu test, and I hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day. Peace out.